brings to you intuitive wisdom and compassionate understanding to help you turn your energy into manifesting your greatest good. Her work is sought out by clients internationally. Here live from the Dr. Pat Network is your host of It's a New Day with Don Marie Stansfield. Hi, and welcome to It's a New Day. I'm Don Marie, your host, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody who's going to be celebrating that tomorrow, and please drive safe. Uh, we're going to be talking about karma today. Hmm, my favorite subject. Uh, I got to tell you, I went in, and as always, I look up the meaning in Wikipedia, and, you know, I actually found a contradictory of what karma actually means. So, I have to tell you, kind of, I took a step backwards, and I got a little confused myself, because here I always thought I knew what karma means, and the truth is, is that there's, there's a lot of different definitions from karma, and I'm going to talk about the Hinduism, I, I want to tell you what that kind of means. I want to talk about Buddhism, what it means, because they kind of say different things. But karma, karma is something that I think everybody uses the word freely. And I, I even hear my own children using it. I hear everybody using it. Ooh, that's bad karma. Uh, I want to talk kind of about good karma and bad karma today. I think that uh, that. It, it can go either way, but it's your, you have freedom of choice. And as always, I always like to get down to the guts of things. Like we have freedom of choice as to how we want to use our karmic situations. And um, boy, have I learned some karmic lessons in my lifetime. Um, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm, on oh, this is, I'm ready to, to deal with this topic today. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty crazy weekend, so I'm ready to unleash the fury here. <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought, why in the world would I pick a show to do on karma? It's kind of like... I had no idea you are doing it, but <laughs> it, it works. I'm right here with you. Do, do we have a little karma going on in the universe just right now? I gotta tell it. you, I just heard I was like watching the AIG bailouts. I gotta tell you, folks. Oh, here's the start of it. Here I gotta go. tell you, I'm just gonna jump right into the guts of something here. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I like to think of myself as an enlightened person. But here's, here's where I get into confusion. Now, some of you may agree out there with what I'm saying. Some of you might not. But, okay, AIG, they got $170 billion dollars. In bailout, taxpayer, we are paying for it, by the way, just, mm -hmm. just so everybody Me knows. Me and you, you and I. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll take responsibility for that. We're going to bail out a company because of bad management and whatever, whatever their reasons is, right? But what I'm having trouble with, <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of other people are going, what is that after we gave them on the $170 billion bailout, they went and... Because this was in their contracts. I'll explain that to all of you because I had to do a little research on this myself. They gave the top executives $165 million in bonuses. Bonuses with oh, a capital way, B. We paid for those bonuses. Now, here, here's where I get a little confused in the karma. Okay, So now the president, President Obama, he is who gave them the stimulus package bailout, uh, is now extremely upset and says to us, we need to hold them accountable. <laughs> okay, sir. Please tell me how to do this because I don't know about anybody listening out there. It was like I'm like going, first of all, you didn't ask me if I wanted to give them the money. Mm -hmm. 
Two, now you're asking me to hold them accountable and you're upset when, in essence, this was in their contract. So for those of you who don't understand, I'm going to try and explain this gently because I think there's a little karma going on here. But they did not go bankrupt. And therefore, they had contracts already in motion. And part of their contract was that they were to get bonuses. Well, if they had gone bankrupt those bonuses would have gone away because the contracts would have been null and void. But they did not. They got bailed out. <laughs> so in, technically, technically, they still have a right to those contract payoffs, even though it's our money. But the truth is, AIG, I think all the money that comes to them is our money anyhow. So <laughs> I guess what difference does it make? <laughs> I'm only laughing because it causes me some confusion around karma. Um, The Hinduism believe that karma is not a punishment or a retribution, but simply an extended expression or consequence of natural acts. In other words, the effects are also able to be migrated by actions and not necessarily faded. Okay. That is to say a particular action now is not binding to some particular predetermined future experience or reaction. It is not a simple one-to-one correspondence of reward or punishment. So karma is an action that basically gets down to your own responsibility. So it's kind of the, it, I mean, to me, karma is, you know, a law of cause and effect. And we can become conscious or unconscious of it. Now, the Buddhists, now in Hinduism, is that they're, they're quite clear on that. And, and you can go to Wikipedia and read this. I mean, you're going to see pages on karma. It was really quite interesting. The Buddhism re- relates karma directly to motives behind an action. And the motivation usually makes the difference between good and bad. Uh, So I'm like, in other words, uh, if the motivation is also the aspect of ignorance, so a well-intended action from an ignorant mind can easily be bad in the sense that it creates unpleasant results for the actor. So let's talk about karma here because, you know, Benny... I mean, I've... Has it rattled your tail feathers a little bit? It sounds kind of like it. I'm like, my my angel card this morning is stay in your heart. And I'm like, okay, stay in my heart, you know. So I started thinking about, you know, some karmic things going on. And and, uh, and in history, I I actually think that there's some pretty amazing karmic things that have gone on, good and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is something that we take action for. And and I was talking to you that we we were going to do something karmically today and something happened to you this weekend. Yes. (laughs) What? You want to share it? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I got a couple. No, no. I'll no, look at the clock. We got time. Okay, so uh, last December, I have to set it, set the stage here. Last December, December, I was in a car accident, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and the unfortunate case uh, ended up as being I'm insured. The other driver was not. Okay. Okay. So I was technically at first being the nice guy. I'm like, it's okay. Let's work this out. I just want my car fixed. Everyone's okay. That type of thing. Right. She's like, sure, I'll take care of it. And so it comes back. A couple of days later, I call her. I go, so what's the deal? Are you going to, if I got my, you know, are you still with this? And, you know, I got my uh, estimates. And she's like, no, you slid into me because, of course, it was an ice and snow situation, which we both were kind of dealing with. 
and it ended up being, no, I'm not going to take care of the situation, but you can claim it if you want. I'll take this $600 no insurance ticket, but I'm not going to pay for your car. It's your fault. I'm like, well, it's both of our faults, and so that's why I'm trying to work with you, and she was still, of course, holding to her side, and then I just kind of let it go because it would have been technically my fault as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that smudge on my report. But then again, I was trying to be nice, and she was also. But, you know, when we drive in our cars, we should be insured. That's right. what I'm driving it with mine. It is a law. It is a law in Washington <laughs> State. So, <laughs> right? So I kind of looked at the big picture and said, you know, well, I guess I'm just going to, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the damage to my car really wasn't that much. So I went ahead and, and fixed it all myself last week. Okay. This is last week, last Thursday. <laughs> I'd set up all, you know, to get the fender replaced, had it painted, spent all day Thursday after the show's here, you know, with the car up in the driveway, did all the work myself, got it down a couple hours later, it looks fabulous. I'm like, I did a great job. All proud of myself. Friday rolls around. Great. The weekend's coming. I got my car back the way it looks. It's perfect. Saturday afternoon. Girlfriend comes home. We're getting ready to go out because we, we were going to go to a comedy show. Right. She'd been driving around. Oh, no, I'll continue driving. I'm like, nope, I've been at home all day. Let's take my car. It's fixed. It's ready to go. <laughs> Let's do this. We drive up to Everett, sitting at a light, looking in my rearview mirror. Hmm, that car is getting kind of close. That car is not stopping. All of a sudden, wham, <laughs> rear-ended. Yep. For, maybe like 40 hours have gone by from my car being fixed. And I'm like, this is not going to happen to me. And it did. Tell me the guy's insured. (sighs) That's the tricky part. So we both get out. I'm like, are you okay? She was a little upset. (laughs) Okay. And she starts immediately trying to get into a story on, I have insurance, but I don't know where it is. And actually, it's not my car. So I don't know if there is insurance. I'm like, stop right there. I'm calling the, you know, the police. police. I need a third party here. Right. Because I learned from the other one. That's right. For, you know, for my mistake right. to have someone there. And, you know, I wrote it off, you know, just try, again, trying to be the nice guy. Right. Well, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be mean, but right. I had to take care of myself. That's correct. And that's number one. That's right. And she kind of got mad. And then, of course, threw a little fit there in front of the car and started crying again. And I, I just kind of had to hold it aside. I'm like, you know what? I can't get into that right now. I did, need someone else here. Did you call the police? I did. They showed up, did a report. And then, of course, later after the situation, I did apologize to her on how I acted. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that helped. But, you know, I do have to look out for my investment and my, you know, company in the car with me, which was my girlfriend. And hopefully, you know, that we are, we're, our backs are a little sore right now. So we're going to figure that out the rest of the part today. So, yeah. So I hope it, she learns a lesson from this, too, and also having insurance. And also, hopefully she can find it. I think, I think most importantly, you learn something. Yeah. I mean, we, we could hope other people might learn something from our karmic, karmic actions. Mm-hmm. But what I heard, and I'm going to sum up, you got in an accident mm-hmm. that under really icy, dicey conditions, mm-hmm. which, okay, who's to really say who's at fault? But you took the truth and the faith of yeah. another person mm-hmm. who, in the end, didn't come through. Mm-hmm. So now here you are. <laughs> And you get in the same situation, and you grew from that wisdom yep, of that. I did. Because you realized, look, I did this once before. My outcome was not good. I got to take care of myself here. Right. And I think that you grew from that karma 
I mean, karma is from your own system, not from someone else's. It's not her karma how she that she ran into. I mean, that's an accident, sure. right? She didn't she didn't wake up this morning and say, you know, I think I'm going to hit Benny Mathers. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that's a conscious karmic decision, mm-hmm. right? We consciously create right. that. So I think you did remarkably well Thank by you. phoning the police, having a third party come in, mm-hmm. but most importantly, taking care of yourself from what you've already learned. I concur, one hundred percent. I mean that that's a that's a that's an instant karmic karmic gratification. Yeah. Even though your car got damaged again, we're talking about karma here today. You're listening to It's a New Day. I'm Don Marie. We're going to take a quick break. We are going to take call-ins um, today. If you'd like to call in and have some karmic stuff going on in your life that you'd maybe like turned around, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Northwest Women's Show, presented by Northwest Hospital and Medical Center, where mothers, daughters, sisters, and friends come together at a show that's all about you, your body, your spirit, your life. Free seminars on improving health and wellness and managing your money with Marcia Brixie, author of Money Wise Women. Meet Gio Marini from this season's Dancing with the Stars. Bring your questions to Dr. Lisa Masterson from the hit show, The Doctors. Fun and trendy fashions by J.C. Penney. Cooking tips and recipes at the Beef It's What's for Dinner stage and backed by popular demand Seattle's hottest firefighters favorite authors Anne Rule and Debbie McComer plus 500 exhibits free samples and best of all stretch your shopping dollar with fabulous women's show specials the women's show presented by Northwest Hospital and Medical Center March 27th through 29th at Westfield Event Center sponsored by Bartell Drugs American Family Insurance Snoqualmie Casino the Seattle Times and King 5 the Northwest Women's Show it's such a girl thing Perf Gold Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perf Gold Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perf Gold Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, Office Max, and other local stores. Visit PerfGoldGreen.com. That's P E R F. GoGreen.com MBSConnect.com Mind, Body, Soul Connect is an innovative and interactive wellness resource company. The mission of MBS Connect is to help America be well by providing easy access to progressive programs, products, and providers. MBS Connect is building networks of wellness providers nationwide using all types of modalities who want to be part of the wellness revolution. To find a provider in your area, call 888-398-9287 or visit mbsconnect.com. Can you imagine a world where noodles are calorie-free? For centuries, Japanese women have eaten these noodles. Now this Japanese Miracle Noodle is available in the United States at MiracleNoodle.com. As seen on ABC News, this noodle made only of soluble fiber has zero net carbs and zero calories. Imagine the possibilities. Now you know why it's called Miracle Noodle. Add noodles back into your diet guilt-free at MiracleNoodle.com. Hey, Carol, looks like you haven't been sleeping well lately. Yeah, Dr. Pat, I'm really upset about losing so much of our retirement fund due to the market. Do you have any ideas? Let me tell you about my friend Tom. He told me to put my money in an Index Universal Life Retirement Plan. It protects me from market loss, disability, increased taxes, litigation, and the financial upset of premature death. Wow, that sounds like a smart plan. How do I reach him? Call Tom, Tom Leota at WeXL Financial, 888 252 30 
800-242-0083 or his website, debtfreemca.com. Do you love who and what you see in the mirror? Stop struggling with weight loss and learn to love who you are right now. 95% of dieters regain their weight within five years for a reason. They never truly learn to love their bodies. Visit bodyimagemastery.com to start your journey towards self-love and healing and get the results that you've always wanted. Call Laura Fenimore at 415-464-1234 or visit bodyimagemastery.com. Bringing you fresh perspectives every day. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to It's a New Day. I'm Dom Marie, your host. And you know, Benny, I just want to say thanks for sharing that story because you took care of yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, that is a karmic action is that the universe, you know, gave you several tries to look at it and be a nice guy. But the bottom line is, is it's okay to be a nice guy and take care of yourself. True. And when we realize that it's like, you know, learning to take responsibility for our own actions. Um, I, wa I want to talk... We're, we're going to open up the, the phone lines today. I want to talk about some good karma as well as, you know, things that, that uh, come back around to us of the, of the laws of cause and effect. And I want to tell a story about a particular individual that um, really, um, in our history, we all worry about money. This particular individual uh, truly, uh, karmically, I think, uh, and moralistically gave back. And, and when we get when we get into situations in our life where things are really easy and we feel like everything has to come our way, but we're not really willing to put the effort forward to make it happen ourselves, I believe the karmic outcome is not going to be good. But if you're willing to take responsibility and put the action out there as to what you want to create in your life, I believe that things come back around to us. And I know that we're in a financial, you know, um, crisis here in the United States, but I think it's going on more on a global uh, level as well. And I think that when we're in a financial crisis, I think that sometimes it can have a devastating effect even on our love life. Um, I think it affects our relationships as a whole. Um, I don't think it just stops in one thing. I mean, I, re I recently had a conversation with a friend who says, I, I can't pursue this relationship. And I said, why? Why can you not pursue a relationship? She says, because financially I'm not sound enough. And I went, Wow. Since when does money have to do with love? And I went, you're kidding me, right? I mean, she said, no, I'm just, I'm not at the top of my game. And I'm like, wow. Um, so for her, her wealth was her connectedness to giving her permission to, to be in love. And, and I thought, hmm, what, what's kind of wrong with this picture? Um, I, I personally, you know felt bad for her. And I told her, I said, you know, I, I think you got it backwards. I think that, that if you have love of friendship and that you have family who support you, that no matter what happens to you financially, uh, there's a, it's a new day tomorrow. It's a new day every day. And that, that I believe through the love and support is how we find 
our foundation again, not the other way around. I don't believe I have to go become wealthy in order to find my financial, my, my, my emotional st- st- stability, easy for me to say, my emotional stability. So I want to tell you about a certain man in history who uh, actually was an incredibly wealthy man. And uh, during the Great Depression, um, this man took over $537 million uh, over the course of his lifetime and put it back in to helping us and mankind. In 1940, he employed 40,000 Americans single-handedly with no bank backing him. And he left us one of the greatest, uh, I believe, six city block long structures uh, that is used every day here in the United States. Um, But one of the things that he wrote on his plaque is I think one of the things, and this is something that he personally stood for, and he over his lifetime uh, gave over to a hundred different foundations and and founded these foundations uh, using his own money and really for the pursuit of mankind. But one of the things that he writes, and at the end I'll tell you who this is, because in his lifetime he did a lot of political things and the family is extremely well known, but he also gave back and he was a deeply spiritual man. And this is what this is what is written in New York City uh, as one of his true beliefs and his quotes. And it's like, I believe in the supreme worth of the individual and his right to live or his right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I believe that every right implies a responsibility, every opportunity an obligation, every possession a duty. I believe that the law was made for man and not man for the law. That government is the servant of the people and not their master. I believe in the dignity of labor, whether with head or hand, that the world owes no man a living, but that it owes every man an opportunity to make a living. I believe that thrift is essential to well-ordered living and that the economy is a prime requisite of sound financial structure, whether in government, business, or personal affairs. I believe that the truth and justice are fundamental to an enduring social order. I believe in the sacredness of a promise, that a man's word should be as good as his bond. That character not wealth or power or position, is of supreme worth. I believe that the rendering of useful service is the common duty of mankind and that only in the purifying fire of sacrifice is the dross waste matter of selfishness consumed and the greatness of the human soul set free. I believe in all wise and all loving God named by whatever name, and that the individual's highest fulfillment, greatest happiness, and wisest usefulness are to be found in living in harmony with his will. I believe that love is the greatest thing in the world.
that it alone can overcome hate, that right and will triumph over might. Now, hopefully that speech might have touched some of you today, because I'll tell you what, this speech is now in my office, pasted above my computer. The author of that speech and the man who gave back over 530 seven million dollars let's keep in in mind the year 1940 and who passed away in 1960 was john d rockefeller jr he created an enormous amount of wealth but he also believed in mankind boy i would like to see some you know and i know that there's a lot of you know wealthy people I know the Gates Foundation is a huge foundation, and karmically, I believe that they find their way to give back. It's not what is right for me or how I think, but I believe karmically that there are lots of ways that the wealth actually do give back. And I think that there's some cute confusion going on right now as far as a war going on. I hate to do this, but I personally think there's a war going on between in our House of Representatives between the Republicans and the Democrats. Now, I'm not taking a side. I'm watching all sides. But it seems to me like we're all getting confused as a people united in the United States, standing together, trying to find our way and what else is going on. And it's making it a little heavy and a little thick at times. And... Um, I want to remind you of something that the Hopi tribe recently said at the beginning of 2009. And I think for a while I didn't really quite understand this myself. So I had to actually read it. Now that I'm paying attention, I kind of get it. But I'm not going to say I totally comprehend it because it's a simple statement. The Hopis released a, a, a statement for the year of 2009 that it is a time to jump into the river, not to stand at the edges. Okay, that, that, to me, that's a pretty profound statement. So, Benny, what would you think? The Hopi says it's a time to jump into the river, but not stand at the edges. Gosh, that's more profound than I expected. You said it twice, and now it just finally started clicking over. Right. Wow. You know, I can look at my own pers- personal life, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, that at 52 years of age, and I became a, a, a citizen of the United States in 1983. Um, but I never really paid attention to the running of the country. Mm-hmm. I put my faith into the people who I felt knew how to run the country. Sure. Okay, so I look at that Hopi um, prophecy, and I'm now wondering... Why don't I trust what's going on? And so, in order for me to get into a level of trust, I feel like I need to know what's going on. So I jumped into the river. Now, I'm not sure where the river is going to take me, but my understanding of this prophecy is is that if you want to stand and watch, go ahead, but don't complain. Go ahead and stand at the river. If you want to stand there for anything going on in your life, me, I'm looking at the world more at a whole. I would like to think that I am on a path of enlightenment, and I want to encourage people to get there, but I think that we have to take responsibility for our own lives. And um, 
You're making just, that decision, too. I'm making right? that decision. Right. I have to consciously make that decision. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk more about this when I get back. You're listening to It's a New Day. And, Benny, we're going to open up the phone line. So if you can bring, have people call, um, give them the number. Sure. It's 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. We await your call. Bellagenza. Extraordinary hair care provides professional results naturally. Bellagenza is proud to be the first and original in this category. A line of products that's human-friendly and performs beyond professional standards. Safe, food-grade products that exceed expectations, give great results, and have your well-being in mind. Until now, natural products in salons meant underperformance or at best, a trade-off between being good for the environment but giving less than ideal results. Bella Genza's products are good for you and the environment. Bella Genza's 8-ounce bottle of incredible shampoo is equivalent to a 20-ounce bottle of professional shampoo because Bella Genza starts with a base of aloe rather than water. Visit bellagenza.com. That's B-E-L-E-G-E-N-Z-A dot com. Be the first to join your favorite Hay House authors on the next I Can Do It at Sea. Come aboard a luxurious cruise ship and meet Greg Braden, Brian Weiss, Sonia Choquette, and many more. The seven-night cruise to Alaska on July 11th through 18th, 2009 includes soul-nourishing workshops, spiritual cinema movies in your cabin, autograph sessions, and amazing ports of call. This is a vacation you'll never forget. Cabins are limited. Reserve today. HayHouse.com. Hey, Benny, Dr. Pat's looking pretty good lately, don't you think? Yeah, you know what? I noticed that, too. Maybe she's got some new makeup. Nope, it's the ageless secret she's been using. It's an all-natural, organic, energetic cosmetic that's stronger than gravity. They say people that start using it look younger while they're getting older. It's made with purified water and special ingredients, including trace minerals, aloe, and MSM. Ageless secret. Do you think I should start using it? Sure, why not? And get me some, too. Hey, guys. Guys, I heard you talking about the ageless secret. You've got to try it. Just a few sprays of the light mist and my face feels tighter and smoother. The longer I've been using it, the better my results have become. You're going to absolutely love it. So go to agelesssecret.com or call 888-424-4247. That's agelesssecret.com or give them a shout at 888-424-4247 and get some now. Listen live at 1150kknw.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Okay, welcome back to It's a New Day, and I'm Don Marie, your host. And we're talking about karma here today. And... Uh, yes, I, I, I am bringing in a little bit of politics and shaking it up with spirituality. And I've had several uh, emails from last week's show. And, and I invite people to, you know, tell me your, your point of view of what's going on. How are you involved? What are you doing, you know, in your community? How are you karmically, you know, fighting or, or acting on what you believe in? And including in, you know, your relationships or, or whatever's going on. Because I think that... Everybody's kind of getting called to take action right now. Um, 
one of the things I was thinking of uh, this morning is is my karmic journey. And it isn't my destiny. It's the choices that I choose to take on in any given moment. And one of the things that karmically happened to me in my lifetime was is that uh, I did not have a strong self-worth. And unfortunately, my choices led me to some serious uh, drug abuse. And in the course of me making that decision, because truthfully, I really didn't think I had another choice at the time. Uh, I was 16 years of age. I ended up living in the streets. Well, that, that's not something I would wish for anybody, but, and God bless all those people who are there now. But I learned a lot. And uh, I didn't stay there very long. But karmically, for me, I heard a voice in my head. And, and that voice, maybe it came from my soul. I don't know. But I never forgot it. And it said, this is not your life. And someday you'll understand why you needed to walk this journey. So I, I pulled myself out of that situation I did it by myself. Because of my embarrassment, I had no one to turn to and I didn't know who to turn to. So I did it by myself. I'm not saying that, you know, this is the answer because now we have lots of people that help in this type of a situation. But something inside of me knew that this could not be the course of my life, that I could not have been born just to walk this journey, even though I walked the journey. And here I am many, many years later, and I often think of that karmic journey, which, by the way, became one of my greatest teachers. Uh, I'm not promoting drug abuse by any stretch of one's imagination. I'm just talking about me personally and that this was a conscious choice. You know, I put myself in the streets. I wanted to take drugs, but I also realized in a very short period of time, I don't want to take drugs and I don't want to live in the streets. So it was up to me to pull myself out. Today, when I do sessions for people, within two minutes, if it even takes me that long, I can pretty much tell that their energy has been altered. Because when we take drugs, it alters our energetic field. One of the things that I do is I read energy. I can't think of any college that I could go to that would teach me how to speak or understand that vibration. So I had to use myself as my own learning karmic understanding. It wasn't my destiny. I wasn't supposed to stay there. But I do believe that I was supposed to learn it. Just like Benny needed to learn that it's okay to take care of yourself. For me, I had to learn to take care of myself, pull myself out of a difficult situation in order to help others take care of themselves. So when people come to me who, who are under the influence or are trying to get under, out of it, I now know how to speak their language. I walked in their world. It's kind of, um, it's kind of like, you know, when you talk to a football player, you talk football talk and basketball, basketball talk. Well, you know, in corporate America, politics, you learn languages and that's all it is. It's learning to understand 
what those languages are. But I'll guarantee you that you yourself have walked many, many karmic journeys. Now, the purpose of me telling you this today is that because for years, and I do mean years, I hid that karmic journey in my closet. And when I was, when I was superintendent for my, for my church, Sunday school superintendent, I would have been mortified, mortified if anybody would have found out that I ever lived in the streets. I, I, I was sure that they would just kick me out of the church for it. And I didn't, I was afraid that everybody would judge me because of something horrendous I had done in my past. Because at this point, I hadn't figured out yet why I had done such a thing. And I can look at it now and I can see why I was so fearful because of my surroundings. But you know the funniest thing, when I came out, well, let's say when I came out of the closet (laughs) and I started walking in my truth, uh, I realized that it's okay if people judge me. But I also realized that there's an awful lot of people out there that are probably thankful that I learned the language. And I can't do anything about those who, who agree or disagree with me. Can't do a thing. And this goes for you too. But you sure have the ability to help a lot of people for some of the karmic actions you've taken in your lifetime, including helping yourself. There's a sense of freedom, and I truly mean this. There's a great sense of freedom in taking responsibility for your own actions. Personally, I wouldn't live my life any other way. And and one of the things I had to do was learn to find my sense of humor through the process of taking responsibility for my own actions. I remember about seven, eight years ago watching Oprah Winfrey. Now, I don't watch TV very much anymore. And when I do, I'm watching the news channels because I'm fascinated by the war that's going on in the House of Representatives. That's just my personal journey right now. I'm actually fascinated by it. But Oprah Winfrey got up in front of her audience live and she says, I have something to tell you. And I realize that some of you aren't going to want to watch my show anymore. And I realize that some of you are going to pass judgment on me. But it has just come to my awareness that the newspaper rags have gotten a hold of this and they're going to break this story And so instead of you reading it and wondering if it's true or not, I'm going to own it and I'm going to tell you. And she looked at her audience and she said, yes, I did cocaine. It was a time in my life that I am not proud of. I was down and out. I was battling my own demons, but I did do it. And I'm sorry if it offends anybody out there. I'm truly sorry. It is not something I partake in today. You know what happened karmically? I love this. What do you think happened, Benny? <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's so many possibilities with her right now. <laughs> they didn't run it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> they couldn't. What could you say now? Oprah owns it? You know, it's like when you... That has a starting point? They, they did not run it. Mm. They did not run it in the newspaper rags because they could not spin that anyway because she had already... Owned it straight out. Mm -hmm. And you know, in listening to her do that, it helped me turn a point in my life. As I look at someone like Oprah who has lots to lose. Lots. 
I mean, she's, she's a huge icon. Mm-hmm. And yet, she educates us on a daily basis. She owned it, and she took responsibility for her karmic actions. But in, in the, the moral of the story is, is by her taking responsibility, she gave me permission to take responsibility as well. Now, I love that. So, it's, your karma is, you know, part of who you are. It's actions you've chosen to take on in your past. But they're also parts of your wisdom, There are parts that stay with us, and if you don't understand what they're trying to teach you, they're going to play out over and over. Not like a destiny, but because they're trying to bring you to the wisdom. In Benny's case, he got an accident in December, Mm -hmm. fixed his car, turned out paying for it yourself, trusted someone else, Mm -hmm. got hit again. Now... But I was expecting her to do something in return to help me, but she never did. Right. So that's why I'm like, I kind of pretty much hope she learned from it. You were expecting which person to do something? Her, from the first accident. Right. And then conveniently just this last weekend. Because she gave you her word, right? Right. Mm-hmm. She gave you her word. And she did. So people give us their word and yeah. then they don't follow through. Correct. All right. That's their karma. But your karma is, is trust. I have... It, karma for me in that situation was both working on both sides. Right. 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 But the truth is, is that we can't always work on both sides mm-hmm. because you can't take responsibility for her actions. No. How, how could you possibly do that? I mean, Hoping. if you, 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 you're, you, you know, it's like you can get mad at yourself and, and the anger is, is, ooh, I believed her. Why didn't I? D- I believed her. Yeah. Oh, man. And now you're mad at yourself because you not, believed yeah. in someone else. Yep. All right. But then the universe brings it back around again. And this time, you chose not to get into someone else's energy. You said, nope. I, I'm sure you're a good person. I mean, no disrespect. Yep. But I have walked this journey before. True. I got to take care of myself here. And even you going back and apologizing to her, you really didn't owe her an apology. You don't owe somebody an apology for something that you got to do to take care of yourself. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a harsh reality, but it's a lesson that we all have to learn. And I'm a giver. It's, a, it's born in my Capricorn trait. You know, I'm a giver, too. Yeah, there you go. So let, let's just give, give, give. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to It's a New Day. I'm Don Marie. We'll be back shortly just after this break. Stay tuned. Integrative practitioners, are you looking to improve your holistic approach to wellness? Develop the health coaching skills your clients need. The Center for Integrative Health has made earning your health coaching certificate accessible and in a format designed with you in mind. Completely online, the one course a month format allows you to focus on both your clients and your education. You can complete the certificate in as little as eight months and earn graduate credit from a regionally accredited institution. Financial aid is available. Visit centerforintegrativehealth.org for the National University System Center for Integrative Health. That's centerforintegrativehealth.org or call 800-NAT-UNIV to learn more. That number again is 800-NAT-UNIV. You may not have heard, so listen carefully. Most of mankind's diseases have now been conquered. 
including asthma, pneumonia, flu, diabetes, AIDS, hepatitis C, the common cold, and dozens of others. The details of this amazing secret have been freely disclosed in Jim Humble's book so that it will never be lost. Written in simple language, the miracle mineral supplement of the 21st century is easy to understand. In Africa and the Americas, over 100,000 cases of malaria and other diseases have been successfully treated with miracle mineral supplement. Many successful clinical trials have been run using the same formula. You can download the first half of the Miracle Mineral book for free by going to MiracleMineral.org. That's MiracleMineral.org. Take back your health today. Go to MiracleMineral.org. How would you like to recession-proof yourself in 2009? Rich Gurman, one of America's most popular business and life coaches, can empower you to do just that. His affordable coaching programs will guide you to a lifestyle of great health, happiness, and prosperity. Go to richgurman.com, spelled R-I-C-H-G-E-R-M-A-N.com to learn more about his popular Coaching 101 classes and mastermind groups. Rich Gurman will help you turn your dreams into reality. Dr. Pat, and I want to make sure that you don't miss the next event in the 2009 Extraordinary People Lecture Series. Join Gary Zukoff, best-selling author, spiritual leader, and founder of The Seed of the Soul on March 27th at the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. Go to the drpatshow.com under the Featured Events section for more information and to purchase your tickets. Don't miss this opportunity to be inspired. Go to the drpatshow.com Radio with no added hormones or preservatives. All natural. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to It's a New Day, and I'm Don Marie, your host. And we're talking about karma today. And just before we went off to our, our break, um, we were talking about um, giving. And that, uh, both Benny and I said we are both givers. And uh, there can be a drawback to always giving because mm-hmm. the takers are always teaching us how to receive. And we need them. We need them to show us and to, to lovingly remind us of that. And the, the givers are always showing the takers how to give back. <laughs> and it's a wonderful mirror that goes on between, you know, the duality of both sides of the fence. I'll guarantee that just about everybody out there, even a giver, has been a taker at mm-hmm. certain times. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we learn. And it's something that uh, I believe we're, we're, we're born with. And that we come in and we make a conscious choice at a young age. And uh, it could have to do with many different things, including our evolution as far as our soul and its wisdom. And, you know, the thousands of years we've spent on, on a magical journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is a reality. It is a reality that goes on in the world. And for some, it's, it's difficult to change or to move over into the taking perspective if you're always giving. That, that's true. You know, and it really is. Or you might see the light of always taking and then giving back. You just so let's change that because it's, it has a negative condensation. I don't really like it. Okay. So there are givers and there are receivers. Not takers, receivers. Okay. There are people who just know how to receive. They don't have any trouble with it. Mm-hmm. 
For me, I had to teach myself how to receive karmically, emotionally, you know, consciously. I had to learn because I get a lot of passion out of giving. But I also had to realize that all those people that I give to cause and effect karma. They have a right to show their love and appreciation and give back. So why wouldn't you let them? Because if you don't, you're actually stopping their karmic growth. Now, do, do you get that? I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, if we each have a responsibility karmically to take responsibility for our own actions, then in part of that action is to be considerate to someone else's actions. W- would it not be? Now, I don't know. I mean, this is food for thought for you guys out there. I mean, you know, Benny, I mean, we've looked at this from a few different angles, from mm-hmm. political, from, you know, even in, in, in relationships. We, in, in relationships, the object is, is to have a balance, is it not? Correct. All right. So you have this lovely karmic relationship with someone. I believe all relationships are karmic. Soulmates, I don't, whatever you want to call them. I think everybody in my life is a soulmate to me. Because they're in my life. And it's up to me how I karmically cherish that relationship. And some relationships come and go because that's all part of change. And you just said people don't like to change. But the truth is, is that I could be changing and my best friend might not be changing. Is something karmically going wrong? I don't don't think so. Yeah. So even in my intimate relationships, you have a relationship, you know, if my boyfriend wants to do something and I did something the pr- previous week, you know what I'll say? Let's compromise. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's your turn. And I consciously walk into that. So I'm not going to get upset if things don't go because it's his turn. So it's like, okay, I'm giving back now. That's my way. Look, I received. Now I'm going to give back. I might not like what he's doing, but he might not have liked what I had to do sure. either. So and then it, comes down goes, that's your balance. It's, it's a balance a, issue. It's a balance. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. And like the woman, you know, I hate to go keep going back to your car, but since it's so current and it's sure, a no, really good analogy yeah. is... She didn't like the way you maybe treated her, but you also taught her something, and hopefully she'll go back and, and think about mm-hmm. it at some point. And, you know, it, it, it's karma is, is a tough situation, I think, because it's something I think we all um, are faced with on a daily basis. I'll guarantee you, if you go kick someone in the morning or you're disruptive to them or, or don't say nice things to them, I'll guarantee you before the day's done, someone somewhere is going to treat you the same. Bottom line, somebody is going to send that energy back to you so that you have an understanding of what it feels like. Because our actions help us to incorporate our feeling base into ourselves. I know what it feels like, what it feels like to be a drug addict living on the streets, eating out of garbage cans. Karmically, I don't ever want to go there again. But I know what it feels like, and I have a tremendous amount of compassion for those that are still there. I know what it feels like to walk through a divorce, and the death that we have to face, and the traditions that we lose. I know what it feels like to lose a child, and that sense of self that we somehow feel went with that aspect of ourself and that child. And yet we can't explain it to anybody. 
I know what it feels like to help somebody by giving them a smile and telling them to have a truly great day. I know what it feels like when someone is sad of the loss of their parent or a loved one of any kind. And somehow there are no words. There are no words of comfort to help them feel better. But in our hearts, we know that it's part of the law of the universe. I know what it feels like. And I think that in today's time, I think one of the greatest things we could do is listen to what the Hopi tribe is trying to tell us. Jump into the river. Learn what it feels like. It's okay. Not, not necessarily that we have to act on everything, but I think it's important instead of standing on the edge watching, wondering what it feels like, karmically allow yourself to be, to be a part of your own actions and, and your own destiny, to allow yourself to jump in and feel it, incorporate it, bring it into your soul. It's the only thing you can take with you. I know. I know what it feels like to die. Been there a couple of times in my lifetime. And the only thing that we take with us is the karmic memories. That's it. We take those with us. You don't take money. You can't take your best friend. You can't take your husband of 50 years. You take your memories. You take your wisdom. You take your understanding. Whether someone believes in it or not, doesn't matter. It belongs to you. And there's always a way to have a better understanding of how to look at your life. I like to look at both sides of the fence. I, I, I sometimes get completely confused, but I don't like to make a judgment. I like to have an understanding. I want to know what it feels like on both sides of the fence before I actually make my decision. Because I don't want to get to the other side and go, oh gosh darn it, I didn't see that coming. And, and I think I see that a lot. And so I'm asking people to pay attention to your environment. I'm asking you to jump into the river. I'm asking you to allow yourself to go through changes. Because I think that should you give yourself permission to do, to do that, you're really going to have much more joy in your life. It's a misconception as to what people can take from us. No one can take anything from me. Not a single thing. I own me. They can only take something from me if I allow them. Eleanor Roosevelt coined that saying, I believe. So I'm going to give her credit for that. So today we were talking about karma. And here's a little karma I want to give back to our sponsors, to the Dr. Pat Network. I want to thank them. And if you're out there and you like this show and you'd like to be a part of this show, please give us a call. We would love to feature you on this network. And on It's a New Day. And I want to thank all of those that are listening. And I want to thank you for supporting this network. And hopefully you've liked what you've heard today. And you'll tell someone else to tune in. Because we're here in this network all trying to make a difference in our own unique way to help you. And if you don't like what's going on, we want to hear about it. And if you do, we want to hear about that, too. That's a little giving and receiving right there. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. You've been listening to It's a New Day. Please go to my website, 
dawnsvision.com. Love to hear your feedback. And thank you for the sponsors who take care of us on this show so that we can be here today. God bless you all. Have a great week. been listening to it's a new day with host don marie stansfield to contact don marie personally please visit her website at donvision.com and be sure to tune in next monday to kknw am 1150 at 11 a.m pacific for more uplifting inspiring conversations with don marie and her guests